Yes, welcome to episode six of the Best of Dries show. Today, I wanted to come in and just talk about some things that I have been kind of battling with myself. And I wanted to see, like, if you guys were battling with the same thing. My biggest, I would say, downfall for myself is dealing with self-sabotage. For those of you who don't know, self-sabotage is when um, you have the tendency to look for all of the bad, even in things, even in situations where things are going good, where things are going great for you, where your future looks promising, and you have the tendency to just kind of oversee all of that and kind of prepare for the worst. I'm noticing that that is what I do. I'm noticing that that is a trauma response for me. Um, I recently took a test about attachments and I identify with anxiously attached personality or I wouldn't even say it's a personality right I would say it's like more of a trait so and for if you hear any background noise I'm probably going to edit it out usually I try to give you guys raw content but I'll probably edit this out make it a little bit more seamless for you guys but I identify with that because of a trauma response from my childhood. Um, And for those of you who don't know, I am very, very transparent with therapy. I'm very big on therapy. Um, I have been seeing my therapist for about two years. Shout out to Renee. Renee is awesome. I love her. Um, But she is up my ass. She does not let me victimize myself, which I now appreciate and she is just, she's just kick ass. She's just really rock star. And me identifying with that lets me know that I love very hard and very different. And I, I have the tendency, for instance, in my new relationship, I am in a new relationship. I do love this man dearly. He is just so patient with me. He's very kind to me. I self-sabotage about my weight. He says, hey, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with you. I self-sabotage about my job. He says, hey, you're doing a phenomenal job. I self-sabotage about my parenting. He says, hey, you're a great parent. And he's not even a parent. But he sees in me that I have the tendency to to really lead my fish, I call my kids my fish, to water. I I damn near self-sabotage about everything. Anything that is going in a direction of great that I'm, and sorry guys, I'm rolling up my window. I rolled it down to get some air and now it's just too much. Um... Anything that is going very good for me, I just literally find a way to mess that up. I look for ways to mess it up. Here's another transparent moment. So, in my last relationship, I think we moved so fast that the first year, I just, I completely... I was just like, this is not going to work. He's not my type. 
because I was used to like the, the fast money boys. I was used to dealing with people who did not earn their money honest. And this guy worked a nine to five. So I was like, eh, no, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I remember one time I we were arguing. I can't remember if we had my son at that moment, but we would get into these little I mean, they were little, little debates, but they felt like big things. And he looked at me one day and said, why are you trying to push me away? And I couldn't answer that. I couldn't answer that because I truly did not know. I didn't know why I was trying to push him away. He seemed like a really sweet guy. We used to go out all the time. We used to have fun in the beginning of, of that relationship. But I can honestly say on my end, I did try to do things to push him away. And I think I did that to see how how much he loved me. Does this man really love me? Is he really down for everything he says he is? Is he really going to do everything he said he would do? Is he really a provider? Is he really this? Is he really? I, I, I was just like testing the waters, like boom, 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 boom. It's almost like I had a checklist in my head of everything that this man had to check off. And then the minute he didn't, I was looking for a way to, to kind of ice him out. <sighs> Another transparent moment. Another transparent moment. I kind of do that now still. I kind of look at my boyfriend and I have a checklist in my head and I look at ways to see if he measures up. And I know that that's not okay. I know that that's not right. I don't know why I do that, but I'm realizing that that's kind of my trait. That's my toxic trait. That is my way of saying, you're getting too close. This feels too good. This feels too familiar. Let me fuck it up. So now I'm in therapy to work through that. I also remember like early on before we even made our relationship what it is. I had gotten into an argument with my ex. And then I looked at my boyfriend and I just started crying. I was crying so hard. I was crying so hard. I felt so defeated. I was just like, I can't win for losing here. So then I remember sending him a text message, my my boyfriend. And I said to him, I need more time to sort out these emotions. Every time I argue with my ex, something ugly comes out of it. And then he looked at me and said, well, we were texting. He didn't look at me. I retract. He he texts me and he goes, you are talking about it. Therefore, you're healing it. And then I was like, I, I couldn't really... I couldn't really respond to that because I had never had a man talk to me on a sensible level. I come off as extremely aggressive and extremely dismissive and extremely assertive that when a soft-spoken man approached me and he's kind to me, I'm talking about I throw 
daggers, y'all. And I know I'm messing up. I throw daggers. I'm like, uh, you need to do this. Uh, you need to do that. No, you're not doing this. No, you're not doing that. And then he looks at me still with a gracious, kind, love, and patient heart and goes, babe, I'm trying. However, he don't go, you need to do it. He don't do the, the, the stuff that I do to him. He don't do that to me. He don't do that to me. I do that to him because in my mind, I'm looking for him to measure up to this person. But what right do I have to do that? I may not even be where he needs me to be at all. I may not even be a, a, a quarter of where he needs me to be. He takes me from my lowest. He took me when I was sleeping on the floor, when I was sleeping on couches, when my car had gotten broken into. I think I do that because I did not want to become a burden to him. I was going through so much in that last breakup on top of my ex telling me that we weren't going to work out or, you know, however we mutually came to that. He ended up having a baby and he ended up telling me about the baby when his his child's mother was four months pregnant. So I have this response where I look for shit to go wrong even when I know I'm with the right person, I know this. I know this is the man for me. I know that we both have come from backgrounds where he's a little bit more coddled and I'm a little bit more edgy, more street. But I always look for ways to just to be rid of it. And I and I know it's because I'm scared. I know it's because this relationship is going in the direction I always pray for, but I know I have the tendency to fuck it all up. And I can't even say it's a time thing. I can't even say, well, Andrea, maybe you just need more time. I know what I want and I know that I'm getting it. I just don't know how to take care of it. So you guys, I'm going to go into the gym and I don't want to keep you guys long, but one of the takeaways that I wanted to give you guys is if you pray for something and God is saying, here it is, no, it don't look like how you want it. No, it didn't come the way you expect it. It's not going to come with a, a gold gift wrap paper and, and a gold bow. Sometimes what you're looking for is right in front of your face the whole time. I want you guys to really be able to have the or pray for wisdom and discernment when it comes to certain situations, because what I was doing was looking for my answers through Instagram and Facebook. I was I, things would be going good. Then I would see a meme that said, oh, but blah, 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 blah. And then now I'm second guessing everything. Don't look at that. Sometimes God does use social media to get to you. And sometimes it is confirmation, but let me tell you something. Anything that's drawing you closer to God is normally ordained from him. And if it's the, if it's taking your attention away from God, then it's not from him because God would never put you with somebody that will take your attention from him. He's not a God of that. He doesn't orchestrate that. So take heed to what he's doing. 
I'm learning now to take heed to what he's doing. This is my moment of transparency. This is my moment of uh, my epiphany. This is where I want to pivot this relationship and really change it so that it doesn't come off as me being controlling. It doesn't show up as me being manipulative. It doesn't show up as me being conniving or deceitful. It does not show up as anything that is not of love because this man is of love. And I don't want to mess that up. So the reason why I'm telling you guys this is because I know that that is a response to a lot of not just women. I know that men respond like that, too. Men get a good woman. They ain't never had a good woman. They ain't never had a woman look out for them like that. They ain't never had a woman think about if they ate today, ask them how they work, work day went. They ain't never had that kind of attention. But because they're not used to that dynamic, they go and they go with what they're used to, what feels familiar, because this is uncharted territory for me. I'm telling you this right now. The love that I am experiencing right now, I have never experienced from a man in life. My first child's father, he was very controlling, very manipulative, very abusive, very violent. My second child's father, I don't even think that it was anything. He, first of all, he wasn't like my first. So let's just be clear. He he wasn't like my first, but he did not know how to love me. And because I was trying to, I would say, reinvent myself, the way that I showed up in that first relationship, I was determined not to show up in my second relationship. And in my second relationship, I worked so hard to prove that I wasn't that woman in the first relationship that I lost myself. I lost myself in doing the things that I wanted to do. I lost myself in doing the things that I wanted to be. I lost myself. And I noticed that when I started finding me at the end of that relationship, that's when I was ready to go. Home didn't feel like home. I was depressed pulling up there. It was just a dark space. And then when my father died in that house, I knew my chapter was up because I believe that although I loved my ex-boyfriend and I still have love for him, so I can't say past tense loved him. I still have love for him because for me, love doesn't fade. I knew that my chapter was over, though. I knew that my dad was the glue holding us together. And I knew that because we rushed that relationship that we really did not know each other the way we thought. We picked up on each other's personality traits and habits, but we did not know each other. The the guy that, and I almost said his name, <laughs> the ex that he appears to be now, the person he is now, is probably the person he's always been. Probably the person he always wanted to be. I think that people leave you and they become raw form. They become who they truly are. Because now that I'm in this relationship, I am truly who I wanted to be. I'm domesticated. My house is always clean. My kids are always having a home-cooked meal. My man gets served. My man gets a home-cooked meal. My man comes home to a clean house. So there are some things that I am grooming myself towards. I There are some things that God is grooming me towards. We both go to church together. He prays with me. I'm in my Bible more 
but that I don't discredit him for not being in his. And I will correct myself in saying that I used to. I used to feel like, oh, God, I told you to send me a super prayerful man. God, I told you to send me a man that does Bible study. Well, God said, well, maybe he don't do Bible study, but maybe he's willing to learn with you. So uh, the point of this, guys, is if you're a woman and you are not used to a good man, if a man is so-called too soft-spoken for you, he's not street enough, he's not aggressive enough, he's not this and that, you have to look at those signs and say, okay, well, the street and aggressive, aggressive guy that I had before treated me like shit. And here I am being treated by royalty. And because he doesn't sag his pants or listen to future, he's not my ideal guy. Stop dating your type. Because your type is not where it's at. Go with someone who loves you enough to see the real you. Pull that person out and then you guys measure up together. You come up together. All these men have flaws, but so do we. We go, we poke the bear, we press buttons. We we push buttons that we didn't even know were there. Child, we just... <laughs> Be gracious. Give yourself some grace. Give yourself some time to process those emotions. Sit in them. Don't fight them. Give yourself some time to process those thoughts. Sit in them. Don't fight them. And just rely on God to guide you. If this really, I, I never, ever, ever stop praying about this relationship. I tell, I ask God and I tell God because I'm kind of bossy. I ask and tell God, hey, <clears throat> excuse me if this person is not someone you sent for me if this is a if this is a distraction then let me know don't let me go 12 years again and figure out at the end of that finish line that I've wasted 12 years I don't want to waste not another second not serving you and I don't want my husband to be of no service, but I do believe that this man is my husband. I do. And Lord, I just ask you to give me the strength to take care of my husband the way you see fit and that he sees me fit enough to be taken care of as well. God bless you guys.